Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coons and uh, going solo this morning. So uh, if you're out and about and you want to give me a shout, uh, by all means, uh, you can always use a listening uh, ear or a chatting voice at this time of year. It's a the gardening topics slow down a little bit for us at this time of year, but uh, we always seem to find something to chat about with all the different things going on. And uh, actually, have a couple of guests coming in. We have uh, a couple of young gentlemen that have started a new business here in Calgary. They started last year, I believe, and the, the Tree Tossers, and they uh, they have a business that they've set up where they uh, help you get rid of your Christmas tree at the when you're done with it after Christmas, and uh, they come pick it up. So. Uh, they're going to give us a shout, and we're going to chat with them about uh, tossing your tree after Christmas and uh, what good things come of that um, charity-wise, and then also what comes of the compost. So we're going to chat with them and uh, see what's going on there. And also, uh, Brad the Burnman is going to stop in. He's going to give me a shout. He, uh, we get lots of people coming in um, looking for bird seed. And I know Sunnyside, when they were open, they had one of the bigger selections of bird seed. So I know we've stocked up um, quite a bit with the the good quality bird seed for all you bird people out there. And uh, I had a guy in on Friday or Saturday. I can't remember what day it was, but he'd said he'd been to seven different places looking for for that. And he he was glad he found us. So, um, Brad, we're going to chat about what we can do for our birds at this time of year as well. I know I got my, um, I've left my basalt water feature going in my front yard and uh, it's still going, I've never left it on this long, um, so I still got water coming out of the top of the rocks and it's amazing though, it's good for the birds, they go on top and they just sit and they're able to have a drink, it recirculates, but I think it's, and I don't have a heat or anything and I just think it's the heat from the motor of the pump and the circulation um, keeps it going. So when it got a little, when we went down to minus 20 there, it definitely formed some ice on the outside of the rocks, but, uh, it's still going no, nonetheless, which is uh, kind of a neat, looks kind of like a little iceberg in my front yard. And, uh, and when it, when the lights go on at night, it's kind of cool. So anyways, that's, uh, kind of a fun thing and I'm hoping to keep it going. We'll see if it can go all year. And, uh, it also provides a little bit of a drinking, place for the for the for the birds to stop in for a quick little drink and if you'd like to join me on the phone lines the phone lines are wide open you can call at 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770 and a couple things you're going to chat about is uh some trends um really seeing a big uptick in house plants again um people are just uh Loving those, all the different types of plants. And uh, white pots, I'm, I'm totally, um, I know we just got, uh, I think, 15 new pallets of uh, new trendy pots um, that we're going to start unpacking here right after Christmas. On Boxing Day, the next day we're going to start unpacking and getting it all out and uh, and switch our store back into the garden center. We're going to have a little different look on the inside, so looking forward to it. We're going to mix the plants in a bit more with the store and pots right inside the store a little bit more um, and with the giftware and all the different things. So looking forward to a bit of a new look coming in for 2019 for Spruce It Up. And uh, we also have uh, a new greenhouse that uh, will house all the perennial sections. So it's like a 4,000 square foot perennial house that will be opened up this spring. So looking forward to that. 
Um, it's exciting going out there already and seeing the seeing the poly and all that fun stuff and uh, and laying out the benches and and all the racks. So looking forward to doing that and seeing how that all comes to fruition and uh, should be lots of fun. So anyways, and of course, if you have any uh, thoughts on gardening gifts or if you want to wish anybody a Merry Christmas or any of that kind of fun stuff, by all means, give me a shout and be happy to uh, to chat with you um, regarding that. And one of the biggest things right now, if you're getting points set as is uh, get lots of people asking, or are they poisonous? I, I think it's always safe to to keep them away from your pets a bit. And if your cat or your dog wants to eat half of it, I, I would say it's not good for them. Um, typically, it wouldn't kill them unless they eat a whole one or something like that. But just, And you want to keep them out of the draft. It was funny. Brad, was uh, he was out shopping yesterday and he came back to the store and he He's saying there's one of the stores that where he's going, they're sending all the people if they're buying a poinsettia and no wrap on them or nothing, minus 10 out. And that, that isn't good for them. These are live plants. And so it's, uh, they do need the, the paper cover when you go into the, into a garden center or wherever you're picking up from and, uh, and make it your last stop. If you are picking up poinsettias and, uh, and go from there, I'm going to deal with the phone lines and, uh, I think uh, Mary wants to say hi or Mary. Good morning, Mary. <laughs> oh, 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 Merry oh, Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well. Yeah, how are you today? I'm good. No, I'm good. good. Yeah, anyway, no, it's... I never got to see your reindeer or your or you know, Santa Claus. Well, I, I would have had to put rocks in my pocket. Yeah. It was so windy. Oh, it's been terrible here. Yeah, we've had uh, we had a really good um, success for our first annual reindeer and Santa, and honestly, um, our Santa, um, it was so nice. He came down from the North Pole, (laughs) and I'm honestly, um, when I'm talking to this Santa, like Santa, and uh, I'm looking at him in the face, and I'm like, this is Santa. Like it, it was, it was, it was amazing. So he was, well, he was just so good. And, uh, and then with the reindeer, it was so nice. And we got a couple pictures of a reindeer falling asleep on his lap. Like he put his head on his lap and reindeer aren't really, they don't like to be pet a whole lot. Like they're not no. like a, they're not like a cuddle. No, they're but, not like a dog. No, no, no but or, it, or, or like a sheep or, no, no, or but this, that. No, it they, was a, it was they're, they're kind of aloof. Yeah, so but they're they're different. Aren't they're very they? herd oriented yeah. though too. Oh yeah, because I had, I end up taking a couple of them for a walk just around the parking lot to stretch their legs. Want them to go right back? Yeah, you no, know, when they get a little bit away from the thing and their yeah. their sense of smell. Yeah, and uh, but anyway, it was just pretty cool. Like Santa sitting there doing the pictures, and this little baby comes on his lap, and then the one the reindeer. Um, he put his uh, head on Santa's lap and then went Good. to sleep. Like oh, it, it closed his eyes. Cute? It was unbelievable. Oh. Like it, so, they, they obviously know him well. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. I go, Man, they can sure tell when the boss is here. They well, just, uh, yeah, it's like a dog. They know you. They love you. Exactly. Or a cat. Yeah. You know, Except or your for cat Rocky lets sometimes. you live in your house. <laughs> yeah, Rocky <laughs> lets us hang out with them at yeah. the store. You still got Rocky? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My cat's getting too fat. I wish I knew her secret. Yeah, Rocky <laughs> is, um, he's still going. I think he's close to 18 now. Yeah, he's still mouses, still got a couple weasels this year. He <laughs> He's still a tough Ooh. old dog. So. Boy, and he weasels. Even, yeah. Oh, my 
lord. No, and he chews the head off. That's what he likes to do. Oh, oh ah, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, he, I'm going to give some hints. All right, tell We're, us what's going on. Okay, not gardening. When you're buying food these days, fresh vegetable, and also sour cream. Yeah. Or, or, and, and <laughs> cottage cheese. Yeah. When you get it home... And after you've opened cheese, the cheese and, and the sour cream, you turn it upside down, and it will not go moldy. Oh, really? No. And then when you get your vegetables, you dry them good. You yeah. know, don't put them away uh, soaking wet because they have a, you know, everything's wet. You're shaking it off in the store. Yeah. <laughs> I think it gives it more weight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mary's Campbell. Anyway, anyway, what I do is wrap it, wrap it in paper towel, and then you know put it in your fridge, yeah. and it lasts, and it doesn't go rotten. Isn't you that, know because stuff's expensive. Uh, it is really expensive. And buy what you need, right? And yeah, and uh, and use it. No, and we're looking at a couple little. And I think that's going to be a bigger category, Mary, than oh, some yeah. of the than growing the cannabis at home. I think people oh, are going to the garden. <laughs> I think people, the gardening on the on the veggies and even so, we're looking at a couple little grow boxes, some things that yeah. you can do in your house, yeah, um, for the winter. But I think outside raised gardens, we found some yeah. couple nice models, newer ones that we're going to get in for this coming year as well. And well, you have to think ahead because it. it it's getting expensive with this nonsense well, and our money and, it's you know. Not it's not only that, Mary, it's more, the... It, but it's better for us. It's the E. coli and some of the things. Oh, that, that's, I know. That, you that's the scary part. Even my son, Derek, he goes, uh, can we have Caesar salad again soon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you, well don't, uh, you don't know, why right? Why are you afraid? Yeah. You, you know, until they get this straightened out. I saw on TV there's those guys in... Calgary that are growing, yeah. but yes. that's a big operation. Yeah, the aquaponics. No, I'm yeah. going to get them on in the new year. I want to chat with them about yeah, that. Yeah, that Be looks really interesting. Yeah, they're also harvesting the fish as well. So yeah. they kind of got well, both. Well, and using all the nutrients yeah. in that. You know, that's what we need to do. Reuse, recycle, and like we did when we were all kids. <laughs> I was second hand married. <laughs> I never had anything to knew, knew until I had my own money. We know what it also was, Mary, is um, <laughs> a lot of that, uh, um, those things is is um, the the fish is the same as the rage. Plus, we our soil doesn't yeah. have a lot of life in it. Yeah. So when we add the seaweed-based products into our soil, when we talk about that, yeah, um, it's it's. It's just, it's bringing our soil to life. Yeah. Which we got to start at the ground up. You know what you're going to be eating. Um, yeah. It's unreal. So. Well, and if you can do it, you know, if you if you can do it, even though, you know, maybe you're living in an apartment and you want something, but you can do those planter boxes. You know, you can have radishes Absolutely. and onions and lettuce and, you know. And a lot of those, we're getting our seeds in this coming week, and but a lot of the stuff you can grow... Um, two or three cycles of like yeah. radishes and lettuce. A lot of people just do one, and then they don't think you can do it. Uh, you can you can sow your radishes because they come up so quick and grow yeah. that and you oh, can do two so or three cycles. Good. 
Yeah. Oh, I love the radish and onion sandwiches if, on homemade bread. If anybody ever had one from home rather than the radishes you buy in the store, <laughs> you don't know even know what a radish tastes like because when you eat them from the store, it tastes like a, just a white fiber. Well, it's like a tomato. It's like eating a hunk of straw. Yeah. Oh, is this tomato? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> it's just juicy, that's it. Anyway, so. you have a good yep. year. You just well, Mary. Enjoy your little breakaway. Yep. And uh, we'll all get together to to garden in the spring, God willing, I'm still alive and I won't fall over. Well, yeah, I don't think he's ready for you yet, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm too bad. <laughs> exactly. He's yeah. still trying to sweeten you up before he takes you up there. Yeah, you're right. All no. right. Maybe I won't go there because the rest of my friends are somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> All Maybe right, stoking coal furnaces and frying wieners. There you go. Yeah, goodbye. All right. Merry Christmas, Mary. <laughs> have a good bye-bye. one. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Always great to have uh, Mary when she calls in. And uh, and Pat, uh, who calls in and, and uh, drops bread off here and there, um, Unfortunately, I was going to try and get some pastries today, but I'm sort of here alone, so it's hard to get down and uh, get them in. But he just sent a picture of his paper whites, and they're just blooming like crazy. It's so nice when you do your blooming and get your bulbs going in the house, especially at this time of year, shortest day of the year. Um, these next couple of weeks, it, it's sure nice to get some color in the into your house. It just helps brighten those days up. Well, I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me, the phone lines are wide open. I got Bill on the line when I get back, but you can join us 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center. Start your garden center tradition with us, Calgary's full-service garden center. Spruce it up, plant it up, prune it up. We got you covered. Yeah, looking forward to this uh, upcoming gardening season. Should be a good one. We have uh, lots of great things coming in board and uh, and uh, should be a fun one. Good, good, good times. I'm going to go to the phone lines and I'm going to chat with Bill. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Bill. 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 Sounds like he's pounding something back there. He's near the construction site. I'm just going to put him back on hold. If he comes back, I'll go back to him. But right now, I'm going to go up to Sandy. Good morning, Sandy. Oh, good morning, Merle. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well. <laughs> How yeah. can we help you? I have got an amaryllis bulb that it's two years old now. Okay. And last year, it was stunning. Um, it was an apple blossom. Oh, nice. And this year, like I did everything proper, it died back gorgeous, and I planted it, and the leaves started coming up, and then they get, you know, about a foot long, and then they just fall over, and then that's the end of that. They they yeah. crack. Um, so what's up? But what's uh, up? when you, last year when you, when you're, when it was growing, were you given any type of fertilizer? I gave it a shot of fertilizer just before I, um, um, Put it into dormancy. Okay. Was it one with a higher middle number? Yeah. Okay. That's the probably one of the more important things is that it goes to bed like with even like a zero ten ten. 
Um, like the fish fertilizer is a good one. Um, 15-30-15 is good. Um, has a little bit of nitrogen, but you try to keep the nitrogen as low as possible. Um, so I do like the zero ten ten. It works quite well at this time when you when you when the, when they're done blooming. Because typically when you get the leaves coming out first, it's just a it's too much nitrogen in the soil, and it sort of triggers that before the bloom. Because a lot of times to get them to bloom, the bloom always seems to be come out first, and then the leaves come to follow. So, oh boy. so what I would try to do again this year is maybe get some zero ten ten. Continue. Is it growing right now with the leaves, and just it's starting to slow down or no it's still producing leaves but you know like i have to cut them off because they're 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 cracked yeah when they this get so big so i would just feed it zero ten ten a few times and then just let it go dormant again and then try again next next fall and uh and see what you get oh interesting so it won't produce a no. flower uh-uh. Uh-uh. oh interesting no okay. what typically when it goes past that it just goes into that into the foliage state because there's no yeah, for whatever it needs that trigger, so. Oh, for heaven's sakes! Okay. Yeah. So unfortunately, um, we still have some nice amaryllis bulbs. If you want to come down, they're on sale. Okay, <laughs> you there you get, go. You can get amaryllis for this season, but for neck for your own. Unfortunately, I think you're um, you're luck, and then you can just try and uh, and uh, get that zero ten ten into it, and uh, and try that again next fall. Put it back to sleep. Okay. Yeah. All righty. Well, have a lovely Christmas with your family and all the best to the new year. Thank you so much. And you as well. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. All right. And where are we at for time? Actually, I'm going to wait till after the news to to chat with Bill. And uh, got a couple. What is in the seaweed and fish? And what it is, it's just a lot of micronutrients, a lot of microbes and different things that get the soil living. So that way, when the fertilizer and the roots are down there, it just feeds it and creates mycorrhiza in the soil. So the roots, rather than just being down there in straight clay or just straight soil, so the, the seaweed, it's sort of, it's mother's nature way of, of getting the soil alive in that for us. So... Um, that's in a real layman's term, sort of what the seaweed and the fish fertilizer do. And it just creates that organic matter and just straight food for them and just brings it to life. So what they need, um, to become nice and healthy and it just brings our soil to life. And, uh, when you have good soil, um, you're going to have good plants and, uh, and 18, it's time for Rocky to be retired to a nice sunny window in an indoor home. He's indoors all the time for the most part. He has the free will, and we kind of talked about that the other day at the store. Rocky can maneuver through a busy parking lot in May better than anybody. I don't know how he does it, but and but he has free reign around the store. But most time he's up in his bed or hanging out on the counter waiting for people to come by to, to give him a little bit of loving, give him a little scratching and a little saying hi, and the girls always make sure he has lots of treats. So I think Rocky would be pretty lonely at home. He loves it when the people are around and he comes down and the kids come visit and and different things. So uh, I think Rocky's there till till the end, and uh, hopefully he's still got a few more in him. Who knows? He doesn't look much different. He doesn't look like an old cat. So um, pretty impressive how he's how he's done it. So okay, take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm going to take Bill really quick, and then we're going to go toss some trees with the boys. Let's see. Good morning, Bill. Bill. 
Oh, still pounding. <laughs> the bells are pounding in the background. All right, I think I'm just going to let Bill go, and then uh, he can call back in, and uh, we'll get him back on air there. And, well, we're going to go to the tree tossers. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Merle. How are you? Really good. Thanks, good. Merle. Who do I have with us this morning? Bull and Pierre? Yep, Bo and Pierre, the tree tossers, are here. Awesome, awesome. I met you guys the other day at the Global um, Fundraiser, the Magic of Christmas, and uh, you guys definitely stood out. You had your... Uh, you had your plaids on and the beards going. So, uh, and you were carrying Christmas trees around. So you kind of stood out in the crowd. So, yeah, yeah, it was great meeting you there, and it was a great event to, to take part. And so we we really enjoyed it and uh, kind of got our season going and uh, and uh, helped us get into our characters and um, get, <laughs> get started. Absolutely. No, and at this time you're in it, and it's it's exciting and and it's innovative, and that's the entrepreneurial spirit here in Calgary when, when people like you, you guys, Bo and Pierre, you guys see an opportunity and um, you're also, you've worked in a, a charity. So maybe just start off, tell me a little bit about what, what, what is the tree tossers? Well, first off, uh, thanks very much for having us on. Of course. Morning, um, the tree tossers was uh, uh, started two years ago when the city stopped doing the curbside uh, or alleyway uh, pickup of the Christmas trees. Yep. And like you said, we saw the opportunity, and and immediately said, okay, let's uh, let's try something here. So we go around, we uh, we pick up people's Christmas trees. They sign up online. And do you just do you sign up and register. pay online and all that? The everything is done online, uh, and then the instructions as to where it is, the whole deal. We go around, grab it, and. Uh, you know, dispose of it for them. Uh, they are taken to uh, recycle uh, locations, and uh, then, of course, you mentioned the charity components, and we uh, we give a a portion of proceeds to uh, selected charity each year. And this is our third year now. Okay, yeah. and what what's your selected charity this year? If you if you don't if you want to let us know. Yeah, absolutely. We just announced it here the other day. Um, we're helping out um, Rose Rose uh, Mekali, and. Um, she, unfortunately, she's the the lady who uh, was pushed onto the C train tracks oh, yeah. um, a couple of weeks back, and you know it it just really spoke to us, and we thought you know there's somebody who could really really use a hand where we could help financially, but also kind of be a source for the community to reach out and and help support her because you know with with having someone pushed her and such, there's obviously a component of of. Uh, human nature and such and yeah. we wanted to reinforce that that calgary is a community of of good people and such and we see that every year when we've done it and we think that this is an opportunity to really show that back to her as well so. actually yeah we're more of helping people up not pushing them down so i totally agree and that's one thing i love about calgary when you when you take part in all the different events and and there is lots to choose from in calgary that's the hard part sometimes um, so you you find one that you guys are sporting, and I, I that's a that's an, a very very admirable um, choice. So uh, hopefully we can uh, help you guys get some uh, trees to toss into the back of the truck, and uh, and help you guys. What what is the cost, and and uh, and when when do you guys usually start up? So people have a little brief idea. Okay, well it's uh, it's the month of uh, January, Merle, for pickups. Yep. There's windows. There's uh, four pickup windows. Uh, the cost 
is $17. Okay. Uh, as I said, it's all online at the www.treetossers.com. Okay. Uh, really easy to find. And the it's it's really simple and straightforward to go on and do it. Um, and if uh, if anybody has any questions or anything while they're doing it, uh, there is the online chat uh, with us that comes directly to us, and we can, uh, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, we can be interrupted and uh, respond to that. Yeah. No, actually, I went on, I just Googled it the other day, it came up right away, so um, nice and easy to find. And so, and what do they do with, uh, so like, when they recycle it, what are, what are the typical byproducts of the ground-up trees after the fact, do you know? Yeah, so, so basically we take them to the city, and the, the city um, recycles them and uses them in mulch, takes some to the zoo and such. Um, in our first year, we also delivered some to a wildlife refuge that used them for habitat, and we've been in conversations with them the last two years as well, and they haven't needed any the last two years. So we're always looking at creative things to do with them, the mulch and such yeah. or, or the byproduct. We, as entrepreneurs, we were tossing around different things to do with it, but as of right now, the recycling with the city and the, the habitat has been the, the main application. Yeah, no, those are two two great ones, and, and I know the city, they use them quite a bit in the parks, and then also I think some of that stuff goes to the zoo and uh, and things like that, So, which is, which is great. So. Absolutely. I know when I'm out, I uh, there is a drop spot right down by the zoo lot, and I will... Uh, uh, try to plan my route to take a bunch down near there uh, so, quite frequently. And whether or not they compile them or not after that, I don't know, if, if or if those are the only ones that they use there. Uh, but I definitely focus on uh, on taking some of them there. Well, as our city grows, you think how many tree lots go up? I know we had a few hundred at our store that we, we completely sold out a week ago, and all the other lots in the south end of town were pretty much empty. Um, so you think how many trees of, uh, are around that get brought into the into the city every year? So it's just it's a great way of disposing them. And like you said, when the city isn't isn't picking them up, and if you don't have the wherewithal to cut them up and put them into your bin, or if you're looking for a, a good way to get rid of them quickly and efficiently, and also help out a charity, I think and not messing yeah, up the inside of your vehicle. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely no. There's nothing worse than a tree that's into January when the needles are, are starting to go off and then you uh, decide to take it into the escalator, whatever car you're driving, and uh, right, right. You have needles for the next So, so much weeks. easier when it's fresh and wrapped in string in the when you put the seats down in your Corolla. Yeah, absolutely. When we bring them into <laughs> yeah. the yeah, when we put when we load them, they're usually fine. It's just when they're taking them out, that's usually the bad time. So yeah, absolutely, exactly. absolutely. So um, is there anything like when people are are using your service, what what do they need to do to prep the tree? Like just yep. make sure there's no tinsel or things on it, I guess, or. Yeah, exactly. Take make sure all your ornaments are off and uh, and uh, remove the tinsel and things like that. We we actually have come across the odd ornament here. That's or a there. good point. I was going to mention that. So. Um, where it looked like it was actually a, a fairly special ornament. So you know, with that whole community spirit, we we try to to watch for that. And if we see it, we we'll actually take them off and hang them on the on the front doorknob or something like that. Oh, nice. Make sure we're not crushing somebody's. Uh, childhood ornament or something like that yeah or, or someone trying to get rid of that one that they just hated being hung <laughs> I, up every I'm year sure yeah no kidding no kidding um, yeah. absolutely well anyways i just want to say hey thanks a lot you guys i think it's a great 
um, a great service. And uh, and next year we'll have to put some signs up at our store to let people know that uh, that your service is available for after Christmas. So stop by and uh, and next year and drop off a few signs, and we'll uh, we'll get you guys helping us out as well. And maybe the other tree lots around town can. Uh, can pitch in and uh, let them know what to do with the tree after if you give the tree tossers a call. And just give your contact again one more time, guys. We got uh, www.treetossers, T-R-E-E-T-O-S-S-E-R-S.com. Perfect. Thanks a lot, you guys, and Merry Christmas to you, and uh, all the best. Thank you, Merle. Merry Christmas to you and to everybody listening. Thank really you. Appreciate it. All right. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Bye. Awesome. Great, great, uh, great cause there. So anybody, if you're looking to get rid of those Christmas trees after the season, um, give uh, Bo and Pierre a call at the Tree Tossers and they'll get that looked after. We need to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Lester Gardening. If you'd like to join me, the phone lines are wide open. You can call at 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. Um, chat about uh, Christmas gift ideas, all kinds of different things, or whatever you plan on growing in 2019. Right now we're going to go to the phone lines. We're going to chat with Dale. Good morning, Dale. Um Thank you for taking my call. Of course, yeah, we tried a couple times, and uh, it sounded like you had uh, either church bells or some sort of bells going. Something was dinging in the background. So, but we got you now. How can we help? How can we help you, Dale? Um, I, I just had a question. This is sort of a, an October question. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you finally just got <laughs> enough uh, gumption to phone me, or what? <laughs> yeah, I know it's Christmas, and I wish you a merry Christmas. But yeah, thank uh, you. I, I, I'm not a big gardener, but okay. I, I put in potatoes. Okay. Um, does squash grow very well out here? Um, definitely. In certain areas, it does. You want to find a nice sunny location, and sometimes you need to cover them like um, with row covers or the frost blanket. And a lot of times it's good to start them in the house before you put them out, like grow them into a, into a larger pot, like get them into a, a two- or a five-gallon pot, and then plant them once you get into about mid-June, because sometimes our early Junes, we're still getting those frosts. And uh, unfortunately, that uh, squash and pumpkins and a lot of those with the water still in the in the leaves there, they are very susceptible to being frozen. So I tried the pumpkins. There was a disaster. Oh, how come? <laughs> they just didn't do anything. No. Um, they do like a nice rich soil, um, nice sunny spot. Um, so just prep your soil nice. Um, I, like I said, I would start them inside first and then transplant them out about the first week or two in June. And, uh, and then you should be good. And then just, um, some people also do the road covers ahead of time where you put the poly, the little, um, plastic cover, like a clear plastic over top where you're, where you're going to grow things like this. It just helps heat up the soil warmer. Cause that's the hard part in Calgary. Sometimes our soil just stays so cold and some of these little bit gentler plants need a little bit of help. So, But I've seen lots of great squash. Um, and the seeds that we have, uh, the Wild Rose Heritage seeds, um, they're all proven to be grown here in Alberta. Um, I know Shane and his wife, they they work tireless, tirelessly at, uh, at their trade. And they bring us some of the best seeds you're ever going to get. So, 
I just keep he- hearing people tell me we got the shortest growing season in the country. Yeah, I hear that too, but there's so many things that you can grow here. And I've seen like ginkgo biloba trees, um, Ohio buckeyes, chestnut, like different, all kinds of different fruit and veggies. And when you see the stuff, even Shane, I know he's a little bit south of us, um, but man, what you can grow here with this, a little bit of tender, loving care, take that little extra effort. And it's amazing what your garden will give back to you. So um, I wouldn't be afraid to, to grow squash or any of this kind of stuff. So um, by all means, um, you could also do it in raised beds as well. Like if you want to do like a raised uh, garden bed, like raised right up on legs, if you like, or things like that. Just to, But the thing is choosing the right location, nice warm location, sunny. You should be fine. Okay, I'll give it a try. All righty. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Good luck, Dale. I enjoy your show. Thank you. I enjoy doing it. Talk to you soon. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. And uh, that's the thing in Calgary. Like, I hear that a lot. And a lot of it is, I think, if you start out with small amounts, um, don't try 50 things at first on your first garden. Try four or five things that you you like, that you're going to grow, and then grow from there. Create your successes first and then grow from there. And I need to grow here. I need to take a break. If you'd like to join me after the break, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. 1-800-563-7770. Getting quite a few texts in, which is nice, but uh, if you'd like to give me a shout, please do. Um, Solar Guy is looking. He wants to grow hops. Hops grow really well here in Calgary. Um, again, find a nice sunny location. They like growing up trellises. Um, they do like the, the a good soil and a good steady watering. The only thing with some of these ones, you do got to watch. Sometimes they get the leaf hopper, similar to the Virginia creeper, later on in the season. So you can use the pure spray green, which is the pharmaceutical grade. And don't be afraid to fertilize um, your hops because they are a rapid, fast-growing plant. So a lot of these vines, people don't feed enough. Um, so that's one of the things I definitely recommend feeding. Um, again, on those, because you want to produce the flower, the bud, the the the, the hop. Um, fifteen thirty fifteen is a great fertilizer for those. So uh, please um, don't be afraid to fertilize sort of once a week on your vines, Virginia creepers, clematis, um, hops, of course, and uh, you'll have amazing amazing results. And I think a lot of it is when you start. Um, fertilizing a bit more um, on a little bit more of a regular basis, you'll see a lot more out of your garden. Our, unfortunately, our soil is so... Um, um, like There's not a lot of nutrients in it. It's just very clay. So you, we need more organic matter in there to really help bring your soil to life, and then you're going to see great results. And uh, just got a text from... I didn't say who it was, but... Some great butternut squash, potty pan, spaghetti squash. Butternut is a great cool season squash. Patty pan pan is a summer squash, edible skin. These are gorgeous looking squash that uh, this gardener grew here in Calgary. So like I said, I've seen lots 
of of fruition to to people's gardens. So don't be afraid to 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 grow things. But like I said, I always I always recommend people start off slow. If you're just starting out, don't like don't buy fifty packs of seeds and try everything at once. Try four or five, and then grow your garden from there. And uh, if you're really enjoying it and keep up with it, expand it as you go. But uh, start a little bit smaller and work your way up because then uh, the successes are much better than if you start with 100 by 100. I don't know how my mom and dad did it sometimes. Like we had a huge garden, but uh, every spring we got the compost delivered. A rototillic guy would come and then we'd plant it all up. And man, this so much food is just, it was amazing. So. Anyways, that's uh, going to go to the phone lines. We're going to chat with Jean. Good morning, Jean. Good morning, Merrill. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well. How can I help you? Yeah, just a quick question, just to encourage our listeners, including myself. Um, I, I pulled um, an oregano and a massive parsley out of the garden, and I now have them by a sunny window, and they're doing very well. Yeah. Just experimenting. I mean, I, I just would, would like to know or just how to encourage myself and our viewers about growing um, uh, culinary herbs. I'll, I'll say culinary herbs. Yes, indoor uh, all year long. You know, absolutely. We just got a fresh batch of um, basil, thyme. Um, what else did I get? I got four or five, um, but really, really nice basil, and they, they came in a little mini grow bag. Um, so just really, really nice herbs. We just got those in last week. So um, just, I, I agree. It's just nice to see that kind of stuff useful growing in the wintertime where you can have some nice basil sitting by the window and, and put it into your cooking. I don't think there's anything better. So um, definitely encourage people to do that. All, we're, we have most of our herbs in and we'll have all our seeds in next week. Um, sometimes you need to supplement with a little bit of light if you have a grow light, but depending on what type of window or where you're at in your house, but um, very easy to do in, in, in the home. So totally. And, and how about all the other good ones like the rosemaries and the thymes and the cilantro, and the cilantro even and... chives. Again, I, I like to grow things that you're going to use because um, yeah. um, so many herbs, they grow quite quickly on you too. And if you let them go to, to flower, they're, they're, they're gone. But, so a lot of the herbs, depending on which ones they are, um, definitely take a little bit longer to germinate. Some of the real hard seeds, you'll see them at the end. They're really a, a real, like a real hard, crusty seed. Sometimes those take a little bit longer to germinate. So just be patient. Yeah, that's definitely the, the word when you're growing. People trying to grow perennials or if they're trying to grow some of the herbs is patience is, is part of it. And uh, a, a nice warm underneath there, so one of those heat mats definitely help, especially in this cool season. It just getting those roots nice and warm, it makes all the difference. Do you have a couple other ones that you like to grow that are your favorites? or? Well, you know, the usuals, the oregano and, and, and the basil and the, and, and, and the parsley, of course. But, yeah, yeah those and are the, the only ones I'm trying inside The basil's right now. tough, and just make sure you don't water it too much. Like, once you get it up and growing... It's always that fine line. It's one that can damp off or, or rot out on you pretty easily if you're not too careful. And and, and, and use it because, like I said, if you let them go to bloom and to bud, they, they just they really shut down after that because they think they've done their job. They've, they've produced seeds, and really that's the plant's goal for most of them at the end of the day is they want to produce blooms and seed, and then they think they're done, and then they shut down. So if you keep picking them... Um, you're, you're great. Another good thing is to get you to drink more water is a lot of the mints, like the mojito mint 
um, any of those kind of mints that you want to mix into your into your water or if you're if you're having a couple of cocktails or whatever you're doing um, there's nothing better than just a fresh mojito mint in in any of your kind of drinks that you're doing so then will you adjust the fertilizer during the winter so that you don't have too much yeah, absolutely. I would go again. I would go down to even like the zero ten ten or the fifteen thirty fifteen, and you can even cut it in half, and uh, and fertilize like that. Um, the Rage Plus is another good one for the winter time as well. So very good. Very Alrighty. Good. Thank you very much. Thanks, Gene. Bye bye. Take care. All right, we need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. If you'd like to join me, the phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. I'm just going to go to Rendy really quick, and then uh, Brad the Burman is going to fly in and uh, join us here. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning, Merle. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. This is Wendy, the big tree. Yes. <laughs> no, I figured. I figured. That's very nice. I don't have any questions. I was just calling to wish you a Merry Christmas and to thanks. thank you for all you do and uh, your show and the store and just everything. Yeah, it's just it's great. It's my pleasure. I feel blessed that I'm able to, to do what I do and uh, it never feels like work. So that's what I think if you, you've found the right thing in your life. So uh I yeah. feel very uh, blessed that way. So Merry Christmas to you as well, Wendy. And uh, Thank you. Thank let's you. look forward to everybody. Have a good 2019. Happy 2019. And, and next year, I'm going to come out to see Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know the, what I did this year? I have to tell you a, a quick story. Sure. I sent, I've got two nephews who have little ones, and I sent them both texts. You know, you've, you've got to go out there. It sounds like this would be so fun, you know, Santa and reindeer. Yeah. And, and both were busy with other things going on. And then when I heard you talking about it last Sunday, the day after, and I'm thinking, why didn't I go? Like, I'm the one that really wanted to go. And then I saw the pictures on Facebook, too. So Wasn't it, isn't like that Santa, it. like, I'm sitting there, I'm looking at him, and I'm talking to him, I'm like... Okay, this is Santa. Like and I'm no just kidding. He was a he. Yeah, he he was best one I've ever Santa. seen. Yeah, unbelievable. And then with the reindeer and yeah. our landscape designer and his and his girlfriend, Alistair and Gabby, they uh, they got the picture and the one at uh, the one picture the reindeer reared up. In the the look on Santa's face and the rearing up reindeer, it was unbelievable, and it got caught on on photo. It was just so yeah. It was just a, it was a great day. So we already have plans, and lots of people are already asking um, when we're going to do it next. So next yeah, year we're sure. going to do it a little bit bigger and better. Yeah. Okay. okay. And uh, I think that was. That was. It looked like it was a really great time. So, yeah, it was a good day. Yeah, awesome. Yep, and we raised uh, we raised a thousand dollars for the food bank. Oh yeah, right. I heard which that. Which we donate that. Right. And yeah. we had about six boxes of toys for the for the magic of Christmas, the okay. ones that where they take the yeah, buses. So, yeah, yeah. That's so awesome. we we covered a couple of things. So all the proceeds went to that. So it was. Uh, and one of the things that was really interesting, our photographer in the Santa, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you're at the mall and you're getting a picture taken, and yeah. if you pull out your phone, they almost cut your hand off. Oh, right, and I heard you talk about yeah. that last night. No, Sunday, it was right? nice. The, yeah. the photographer, no, no, take a picture, go ahead. Like, yeah. So it just, just the awe of people to sort of look at you like, we're allowed to? Yeah. yeah. It was just nice to be able to do that. So those kind of things... It reaffirms why we de- do things and and things like that become why part you of the do community. What you do. Yeah, yep. no, I think that's so absolutely. Great. That's, well, all the best, Tim. Thank you so much. And, uh, we'll see you soon. Sounds good. Okay. Take care, Wendy. Okay, bye bye. 
All right, I hear him flying in. Let's go down and uh, and see what Brad's doing. Good morning, Brad. Hey, how are you? Good. You guys sound a little more enthused than that. Come on. Well, I was a little rough landing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you gotta you gotta spread your wings a little bit more. <laughs> lose, lose, lose a few pounds. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. I think we talked about that the other day. I think. What are we gonna do? I think we both need to stop eating, and that'll be that'll be the first. Yeah. Say no. Just yeah. say no. First step in recovery. Exactly. To say no. Uh, too funny. Anyway, so but we do want to make sure our birds are fed heading into wintertime and throughout the season. Right now, it's been a little bit mild for them, so it's been a little bit easier on them. Um, so again, what um, if people are having their birds going into wintertime, what are we looking to feed those little 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 friends of ours? Uh, again, uh, just the, the sunflower kernel uh, um, or any nut mix. Um, full of oil, full of oil. Oil gives them energy and energy gives them heat. And uh, they uh, they rely on it big time. Um, they can find it if they really have to, but it just makes it easier on them. And everybody that enjoys feeding the birds and what they bring to your yard, it's it's awesome. And uh, uh, the kernel um, without the shells, like sunflower kernels, so yep. no... Yeah, the shells. You, you can uh, do it with the shells, and sometimes it feels like you're getting a bigger bag for for less money, I guess. But a lot of it you're paying for is a lot of the shells that ends up on the ground. So, yeah. So sort of both, and I'm always amazed that the nut mix that we carry, like I said, it looks like the Christmas mix that you'd put out on the on the tray for your friends when they come over to visit. Um, it has the cashews and all the kind of fun nuts in there. So, um, but it's, yeah, I had it out last night and the bowl was empty. Oh really? So what kind of birds are coming after the bill? <laughs> yeah, you got the in-laws coming over this weekend. Yeah. We got a fresh batch. <laughs> yeah, brand yeah. new bag. <laughs> nice, nice. And they're, hopefully they're hopefully they're not listening. So, anyways, yeah. um, so when you do the the bigger nuts, though, what kind of birds can you expect to see? Well, mostly with that, like it's all kind, like the nut hatches and the all the woodpeckers. The downy, the three-toe, uh, hairy, they, they love it. And then you get blue jays, uh, stellar jays. Um, but um, it's quite often you'll see the chickadees on there, the nuthatches, and even even sparrows to a certain degree. But they'll just pick the away. Out, what's that? They'll pick away at the bigger nuts? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. And they, they, they just chip away and knock a lot of it out, and then they just go down to the ground and eat it. But... Uh, even a flicker, you get flickers on there sometimes, and they—they're uh, uh, a beautiful bird as well. Um, but uh, when you have the kernel, you still—you'll get uh, like the chickadees. Uh, right now, the red poles are coming back, so red pole kind of look like a siskin, and they got a, a red spot on the top of their head. Okay. So they, yeah, they're—they're they're coming back in a big way, and. Uh, also, um, not that they really eat on a feeder, but keep your eyes out for the uh, um, cedar waxwings and the bohemian waxwings. They're uh, back they, now. They won't do the feeders, or no? They 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 take care of the mountain ashes and the berries and all that stuff that are still on the trees. Yeah, they're amazing when they come in. They just yeah, they, just a big lots, swarm, eh? Yeah, yeah, big like flocks of them, like. 
And you can hear them. When they fly by, you can hear them. Oh, yeah, I know you hear that. That yeah yeah no it's it's amazing and uh, and then and and one thing if you if you're if people are interested in birds all even just going around to any of the water features around town like the rivers or any of the creeks and just go a little bit south of town like even just west to spruce it up and and things like that once you get into January February like you'll see lots of bald eagles and in the summertime we have a lots of gray herons bald eagles owls all kinds of different birds. And especially if you just stop for a bit and even if you pull your truck over or just or go for a little walk, it's it's amazing what you'll start to see. So, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, like you say, uh, especially now and into early spring with the bald eagles or the uh, golden eagles, which they're around a lot more than people think. Uh, a lot of the trees with no leaves, you see them, they stick out like a, a sore thumb. Yeah. They're, uh, all over the place, yeah. <laughs> and we don't have anything to feed them, so it's just the, don't leave your little dogs out or anything like that. Yeah, so. I know. All right, and of, and of course water. So, and what's the sort of rule of thumb if you're looking to do water for the birds throughout the winter time? Oh yeah, they love uh, they wh- whether it's cold or not. They still like to have the, the uh, bird bath and they bath themselves regularly. The, the key to that though is don't overfill the bird bath. They, they won't go into it if it's too deep. So you're talking like at the most an inch deep. Yeah, I just, I just have a, someone just texted in and says, I have a small heated pet water dish on my back patio that draws many birds as my feeders. So he uses a, like a heated water bowl for his dog or, or pet bowl yeah. and uh, puts water in that and uh, the birds come and use that. So it's very similar to the heated bird bath, I guess, right? Yeah, totally. But just the key is if if there's a lip and the, and it's too deep, they'll just sit on the edge and drink, but they won't bath in it if it's too deep. Okay. So, yeah, you only want it about an inch deep, and then they'll go in there and do their thing. And uh, um, Otherwise, they'll just use it as, like, to drink water, and they always sit on the edge. You'll know when the bird doesn't go in, it's because it's too deep. That's, okay, and then yeah. take, a little, take away some of the water, and then you're good to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, Brad, for calling in. Merry Christmas. Enjoy your time with your kids and all that fun stuff and yeah. uh, and the family, and uh, hopefully they enjoy all those nuts you got. So, all right. <laughs> all right. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, always a Merry Christmas in the, in the, in the Watson house. <laughs> Lots of nuts. He works in the bird business, so yeah, always a good deal on some on some bird food. And uh, if you'd like to join me, the phone lines are wide open. You can call me at 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And uh, Cass Smythe had sent in a couple of texts. She was the one who sent the pictures of her squash. And uh, and uh, she calls them Cass squash, which is very nice. And uh, she also sent in some pictures of a bunch of books. I thought, actually, no, that was just because I clicked on thing those are pictures of books that she had sent before but those are good things for the winter time if you're looking to to sit down and do a little bit of reading um pull out your old garden books from last year or if you're picking up new ones i know we have a few books in the store that we have and uh but it's always good to sometimes a lot of times you don't have time to read them in the summertime um pull out those old garden books and i do really like the new one at the cowrie hort society the garden journal um, I think that would make a nice gift for any of your gardening friends. It, uh, it it looks like it's really well done. There's lots of tips, little quizzes throughout it. 
Um, so again, that's another nice one that you can uh, that you can look at doing as well. And I got a question from Laz. Um, this is: Is there any advantage with dilution of fertilizers and using it in a spray form versus mixing in the soil? Absolutely. Um, less um, plants love um, most time. They don't mind being foliage fed. Um, again, just watching. You don't do too much. And then in the sun, and you don't want to do a salt base. So make sure you have a good quality fertilizer. And I know our our green it up line of fertilizers are are quite well um, used for that. I know a lot of the tree growing guys, a lot of nursery guys have switched a lot of their feeding over to foliage feeding in the summertime because it gets it right in there. So definitely foliage feed, um, even your annuals in the summertime, obviously water into the roots. <laughs> but it doesn't hurt to give uh, your petunias or any of that other stuff. Give them a little shot of water with the fertilizer in it, and they'll take it right in directly and uh, be very, very happy that way. So, And uh, right now, where are we at? Uh, I got one from Gord. Good morning. How can I find out which charities in Calgary need the most support right now? I thought I heard some shelves were empty, but not at the food bank, but physical toys. need Excellent show, by the way, and Merry Christmas from listener Rob. Thanks, Rob. I, again, I think I would maybe go on social media. I did hear the Salvation Army and a couple of the things. Um, I know a lot of the bigger toy drives have come in for people. Um, I do like the Calgary Food Bank. I know there's the Alex. There's lots of there's so like there's lots of different charities, and it's finding the good ones. I do like the Calgary Food Bank as well. Um, their their motto, and I know their business um, plan turns a lot of times one dollar into three dollars. So I kind of like that. We donated a thousand, and hopefully that turned into three thousand with their buying power and the way they do their business. So hopefully um, we can try and help a lot of the people in our country. And I and I really think uh, hopefully our our governments and all that get in line and uh, quit wasting so much money. And a country like Canada, we shouldn't even have any of this. It's a, it's crazy. So the amount of waste we could feed everybody and we could live like kings. And uh, But that's for another show. That's during the week when you call Danielle and Rob. They love to talk about all that fun stuff. I like to dabble in it once in a while. So uh, anyways, I'm going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to chat with Ken and Millie. And if you'd like to join us, the phone lines are still open. There's a few spots there, 403 nine seven four eight two five five or at a town one eight hundred five six three seven 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 zero you're listening to let's talk gardening on seven seventy chqr Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden, garden Center, where you can start your new garden center tradition with us, Calgary's full-service garden center. Spruce it up, plant it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And we're going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Kenneth. Good morning, Kenneth. Morning, Merle. Compliments of the season. Yes, to you as well. Merry Christmas, and uh and hopefully we, we nice to get a little bit of snow going into the into the season to freshen it up a little bit. That's right. Well, we're, I had talked to you a couple of years ago about building some uh, raised rotten poplar log gardens out of yep. northwest of uh, Cremona. Yeah, no, I remember that, the the Hugo culture. Yeah, Hugo culture. Well, Hugel and I have learned a lot since I talked to you last. Okay. Uh, the north-south ones we built, the first one, 
five logs, four, three, two, one, and uh, while it grows a lot, you can't weed it. It's too doggone tall. But uh, so we built an east-west one, just uh, three, two logs, and it was a family competition of gardening. They hung a whipping on me last year with that one. Oh, okay. And you know, it's it's uh, amazing as you've been. That's what made me think of it was you were giving advice today about the direction of the garden and that. And uh, the east-west one uh, really did uh, uh, grow better and and. Uh, the north-south one uh, just doesn't get the sun and the warmth. Oh, okay. You know, and, and that's the, the key in, in Calgary or, or southern Alberta is that we still we have our cool nights and things like that. So you just warming the soil, getting the root zone warm, and I think that's going to create a lot more success for people. Yeah, that's right. And that's why we built them was up there the soil is pretty heavy and, and it cools off at night. Although I found out this fall when the lady next door came and said the hoogles froze about a week ahead of her flat garden so so uh that's uh, maybe a disadvantage but yeah. anyway i just wanted to give you i, I always listen to your show and want to just give you a quick update and all the best for 2019 thank you so much and uh, merry christmas to you as well and all the best but what i what i, I just want to comment on on your gardening and but what you're doing though you're creating something fun like you're now you're creating an, a bit of an event and you're you're creating an experience. You guys are having fun with it, and and that what makes it even more and more fun. I think I think those are going to be the big trends. I I think in the next few years because people last few years have concentrated so much on just spending too much time in the house, online shopping or online this, online that. Like people need to 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 communicate and be with people and. And experience things because you don't experience anything sitting in the in the phone or sitting in your house on the on the computer. Like you got to get out and do things like that. So, well, you're absolutely right. We've had uh, like this is just there's it's just uh, a bush bush piece of land that we don't live there, and we've had a lot of people out that have acreages that do live on them, and they've come and said, "Well, we've got tons of wind blowing poplar down, and now they're starting to put them up." Uh, you know, and piling them and, and trying it. So, yeah, it's sort of spreading around. But, I mean, it was always a big thing in Germany, apparently. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you use logs and then twigs and then even the Calgary Herald in the cracks to keep it moist. And, yeah. But uh, it hasn't settled as much as I'd hoped the big ones. So that was the only disappointment. I have to to uh, maybe take one one layer off and rip it apart. And, but that's the fun of it. Like you say, it's a learning experience. Absolutely. No, and you try different things. Like um, I went and toured gardens quite a few years ago. I was over in England, and the heated, they had uh, compost um, pineapple pits heated with manure. So they put it in there, and you get that spontaneous combustion, and they had staggered bricks where there's a gap in between each brick that let the heat up. But oh, they're yeah. growing pineapples and that in England and things like that. So just having fun, creating a little bit of a different environment um, for plants to survive in certain areas, and that's what it, you're doing. Yeah, well, and the only thing about these, is, and a previous caller asked you what to grow is, it can't grow anything with their, like potatoes or carrots or that on them because there's only about four inches of dirt on them. Yeah. But let the squash and the, the watermelon and that go, and uh, while well, we don't have a long enough season for very big watermelon, if you plant them early enough... Yeah, and pick your grows. varieties, right? There's some, oh, yeah. There's some good varieties that will grow here. And they grow over the edge and down and out. I have to mow the sides of They grow, uh, uh, with that heat, they really grow uh, a lot of produce. Absolutely. All right, well, thank All right. you so much.
Bye for now. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Going to go to the phone lines right now. And if you'd like to join me, 403-974-8255. Right now we're going to go to Millie. Good morning, Millie. Good morning. How are you? Uh, fine, thank you. Good. Long time listener, first time caller. Well, thank you so much. Okay. How okay, can we love help your you? place. Okay, I used the Bobex on my lawn and I got rid of the squirrels. Oh, really? Yeah, they were digging, making a mess of my little garden. And the Rage Plus I used on my begonias, on geraniums and everything. And they just, it's just the best. Yeah, it definitely, it, it, it brings your soil to life, so which it's great for that. So that's, that's good. So, okay, but, and I, go yeah. ahead. What I'm going to, what I phone about is I've been going to phone you for quite a while for my geranium. I have this beautiful geranium that I've been feeding um, Bob X. No, no, no. no. Rage Plus. <laughs> yep. And um, I don't want to let it go, but I don't know how, what to do with it. It's still green, but it keeps losing leaves and stuff. What do I do? How do I... Um, like take some sprouts off it or something. Yeah. So what do you what do you do? Like where is it right now? It's just in a in a west window. Okay. In the house. So what I would do right now is I would just cut it right. Is have you repotted it at all lately, or is it just? No, I haven't. No. Okay. It's a it's a new one. Okay. Um. So typically, how long has it been in that pot? Uh, just since spring. Okay. So one thing you might want to look at doing, because they are fairly aggressive feeders and they do get fairly large root systems, um, you might want to look at putting it into a new pot and then at the same time cut off about a third off the top. Okay. Um, just, just cut the top third off and then thin out some of the branches. And when you transplant it, um, you'll be amazed. Put it into a, a, those sunniest spot you got and suddenly you have a west um, location. Um and then you'll be amazed that once you get into January, the days are going to start getting longer. It'll start sending out a whole bunch of new growth. And and then that time in February, you'll you'll have all kinds of new growth. And that's the time when you take your cuttings on that nice new growth. Oh, so if you, we don't do it till February, till yeah, the new growth. Yeah, because you want to do it when it's nice and soft because you get that nice new growth. You, you could do it on old growth, but you just get way nicer cuttings on the nice fresh um, nice new growth because it's all oh. fresh tissue. It roots way easier, and it's just a nicer, nicer cutting. Is there any special place that I cut it off? Like yeah, you'll, when you look on the stem, you'll see little nodes, like little bumps, sort of thing. Okay. And you just cut it. I always like to leave one or two sets of leaves above, and then go to the the node below that. So if you cut three or four nodes off, take the bottom one off, so three nodes long, and leave a couple of the um, leaves on, and and take off any blooms at that time. Okay. And then just now dip the, it in um, the rooting hormone, and you can put it right into soil, and uh, and away you go. Okay. Um, also, I used your lawn fertilizer. I just have a small lawn, yep. but, oh, does it ever work good? I just put some on again this fall. Yep, perfect. Yeah, and um, the, I want to tell you about my friend. She uses a, a salmon can, just a salmon can, for a bird bath on just 
puts warm water on it. Yeah. And the little birds, were, the little chickadees were having a bath in it, she <laughs> said one day. It was really funny. So it was really funny. That's nice because it is sort of the right depth. The you just got to make sure you're using the right can opener that when you're cutting it doesn't create a sharp edge, obviously. And a lot of the new can openers do that anyways, right? So they yeah, take it off. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you could do that, and that's a nice little depth, and you could put that on your deck or somewhere closer to a window where you can see it. And uh, and that's always nice if you're just sitting there on a Sunday afternoon and look outside into a bird bath or something and, and watch the birds come have well, a drink. just put it out there for them to drink. Yeah. And they, as soon as they sh- she puts a can out, they'd come and drink right away, eh? Oh, nice. She said this one little bird was having a bath in there. It was so funny, eh? That's it's just had that the right depth, like Brad was saying. If it's too deep, they won't go in. But if it's under that one inch deep depth, um, they'll definitely go in and because uh, they need to wash off their uh, feathers and things like that, even in the winter time. So, yeah, awesome. I still have onions growing in my west uh, little garden up against the house. Yeah, I noticed that in at the store. I still had some. Uh, what are they? Those little. Uh, Carnations were still green in some of the pots I had at the store. So if you have those those warm locations, a lot of times you'll see chives or or different things growing in those areas. So for sure. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Merry thanks, Christmas. Billy. Merry thank Christmas you. to you as well, and thanks for calling in. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. And uh, we just posted something actually on the on our Spruce It Up um, page. It sort of seemed to be the year of the of the Me Too thing, but this is a plant too. Um, this, they put two plants, the same plants in two glass boxes in a school and they had them beside each other. And then they had, uh, the kids bully the one on the left side and, and praise the plant on the right side create a really nice positive karma, positive responses, smile, laugh, and then be really negative to the one on the left. And it's amazing, and if it's true or not, it's it's on Facebook, so it has to be true, right? And and uh, but the one on the left, the one that's been bullied, um, just looks awful. You can just it looks beaten down. It doesn't look happy. So there you go. Be positive to all your people. Be positive to your plants, and uh, it'll create that good positive experience around there for all of us. So and uh, and all that kind of fun stuff. Try and have a good. Because I think we're in for some, this 2019 should be an interesting year. Um, We want to create a nice spot in your garden, create a nice spot in your life. Because I think there's going to be a few challenges. We're still heading into some little bit tougher times. So um, with heat and, I mean, with food and different things. So people want to grow certain things or create those special spots in your yard. Because I'm just looking at the garden trends for 2019 and a lot of it is very similar to what it's been in the past couple of years, but there's definitely a few new ones um, that we'll look at and we'll talk about after this break. And if you'd like to join me, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and if you'd like to join me, the phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And that is the talk and text line. And uh, just want to go through um, just looking at the garden trends um, for 2019. 
Um, keeping it low maintenance, they say that's the number one. But that's been pretty pretty standard over the last 10 years. That one's been up there. Um, so but it, it, it's, there's a couple of suggestions. Removing some of the messy trees, things that have been bothering you. Putting in 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 uh, in trees that uh, lower maintenance plants at low maintenance um, create a little bit more landscape in front yard. Um, creating a staycation, I do like that one. Um, when when our summers come, they're quite nice if you don't have the luxury of having a um, a cabin or something else to go to, like putting out weatherproof speaker systems in your yard. Um, create that lighting, a little water feature. Um, I, I love the sitting around the fire table. Um, I have it sitting beside our, uh, our, we have a basalt water feature that I was telling you about that I still have going. Uh, I enjoy sitting like that. Um, making backyard structures focal points. So adding the structure out to your yard, whether it's a, a man cave or a girl shed or, or some sort of, oh, there's all kinds of different things people like to, um, I know that was sort of a big trend in Calgary last couple of years. Some of the some of the ones where people are setting up little uh, little pubs in their backyards or places where a little, little summer office space as well, where you can go out and hang out in the garden, and uh, which is kind of nice. Including a private and secluded place, so creating those little hideaways in the in the garden, which is also creating nice too. Like we can find that little nook around a couple of shrubs if you have enough space to create those. Um, Creating a notable first impression when you walk up or when if you're coming up to your home. Um, I like that as well because sometimes I think a lot of the design of a lot of the homes nowadays seems to be driveway and uh, and front sidewalk, the way the, the homes are shaped. I'd like to see that change a little bit. I'd like to see it uh, become a little bit less of a front um, driveway. And I know if any of the people that have worked with me in the past, I always try to steer people away from the the drive around front entrance and where the cars parked right in the front. Just try and create a little bit of a, a different entrance way and try and soften up the driveway so it doesn't look like a parking lot in the front. And uh, one other one is including some food in the garden. And that's very easily to do. You can do rows of carrots in your flower beds. You can little patches of, of Swiss chard or spinach. Um, you can, don't be afraid to add it just into the garden anywhere and you can create those great little spots in, in your garden. And that's sort of a few of them that I've touched on and, uh, I'll definitely going to go back to that and, and touch on a few more over the next couple of weeks as well. But right now I'm going to go to the phone lines and talk with Bill. Good morning, Bill. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Good, good. How can I help you? I'm just, uh, we're trying to grow some, uh, basil and cilantro and green onions and a few herbs and things and just in a little planter this time of year and they don't seem to be doing all that well um and just thinking uh if i could get your advice on what kind of grow lights or yeah something, because we don't have any lights going on them right now yeah definitely the the lighting is a big factor at this time of year are you starting them from seed bill yeah we did yeah, yeah. And that's it. That takes a little bit longer as well, um, just because our our days are so short and it cools off. The air becomes a little bit drier in the winter time here, so it's a little bit tougher to get some of them going. Um, one thing I'd recommend is if you do have a heat mat or something like that underneath it, that that definitely makes a big difference. It just brings up some lower heat. And for any of the bulbs, I would do a full spectrum. The Sunblaster brand is a good one. Um, 
and that that I would recommend using. They come in different lengths. You can get them in two, one foot, two foot, three foot lengths, and uh, and there's also ones that are just the bulbs. So if you have a lamp or or in your house, if you have a socket right above where you have it in the kitchen, you can switch one of those lights to one of the full spectrum bulbs, and it'll get the real sunlight right from there. Okay, which makes yeah, I, all the difference. So yeah, we've got it in a fairly deep potter. It's one of those things that's like. 18 inches by like three feet or four feet sort of thing okay um and it's fairly the soil's fairly deep so i don't know about the heat underneath it and it's in a reasonably cool room but the room it's like a greenhouse room it gets all kinds of sun when we have it at this time of year but yeah i may need to do something to get them a little warmer then because the soil's not I mean, it's not cold, obviously. It's not outside. But, but it's just to get it, them to germinate. So one thing you can do, like, like I know we just brought in a bunch of herbs, so you might want to cheat a little bit in this off-season, start with some plants that are already started and transplant them into there, and then you can continue to grow. Because some of the herbs are they are into the tougher part of the year where you're trying to get those things to germinate, and so it's going to take quite a while. So you might want to add a few like maybe do every second spot. Like we have basil, thyme. We have some, um, I think we have four or five different kinds of herbs in right now. And maybe you just alternate your spots with one that's going already and then seed in between them because it sounds like you have a fairly big box there. Yeah. So that might be, a, might be another idea just to help um, get some things going in there so it feels like something's happening as well. Yeah. Yeah, they've been up for a couple of weeks, but the basil's like an inch and the cilantro's, really spindling and weak and it's maybe like four inches and okay so those sometimes a lot of them if you're doing them and that's sometimes if you direct seed into a pot um a lot of times they need to get transplanted um so sometimes you pull them out put the soil back in and then replant them a little bit deeper the basil will be fine you can direct seed that but a lot of times like the cilantro and some of those they need to get transplanted back in because they will they'll get tall and spindly on you if the seed is too high into the soil Okay. Yeah. And so lots, a lot of times we we just call it pricking out. Like we, so you'd pull it out and then you transplant them down a little bit and then it'll thick, thicken them up. Um, did you plant um, your cilantro in little clusters as well? Um, no, they're about, uh, I think I planted them about, I'm going to say they're like three inches apart, four inches apart. Okay. So they're, yeah, I and, think I could, I think I could move them. Yeah. So you can do it right in the same pot. So this, this, pull them out of the soil, um, push the soil back down, and then just poke a new hole. Like I like to use a pen or or something like that, and just create a nice little hole or your finger, and then just plant it in there a little bit deeper and retransplant it that way. And then just give it a good thorough watering right through so that way the root is getting the moisture it needs, not just the top. And that's sometimes uh, the issue when we water in the wintertime or in the off-season, is sometimes that just that good thorough watering, get the water down a little bit deeper. So... Okay. All righty. Great. Thank you very much. Yeah. Appreciate it. You're very welcome, and uh, hopefully that helps you out. Yes, I'm sure it will. Have a great holiday. Thanks. Thank you so much, Bill. Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. And if you'd like to join me for the last few minutes here to get a quick call in, the phone lines are open. 403-974-8255 
or 1-800-563-7770. And that is the talk and text line. So actually, I got a few texts that I'm going to go to right now. And Leslie just sent in a, a tip for starting seeds. The use of a heat mat is works great. It does make a, a big difference. I know we used to, uh, um, when we were doing all our mass seeding, we always had a heated bench. And uh, I had one bench done up where I had it just full. Of, I created a sand bed, and I just put the heat cable into the sand. And then that way I could put my plants, pots, and seed trays just on top of the sand. And then when I heated the set of the thing and then I'd water and then it'd create that nice humidity underneath there. And then this heated sand bed would warm up the roots really nice. I had a really, really good germinating bed there as well. So one, uh, one, an, another text from somebody just said, it is critical to be watering your trees and shrubs right now. It's been a mild, dry winter. Totally agree. It uh, on these warmer days, um, get out, wash down your evergreens, um, give them all a really good soaking. Put the hose on there a little bit slow so the water can soak in there. Try and get things frozen up for the for the winter because it could be a long winter. And if it stays fairly mild like this, it is dry on them and it, it it's hard on the plants. Um, and you want to just keep them frozen so. If you have some of those dry spots up against the house foundation and and I just like doing really the the evergreens as well right now just give them a good wash down because they just when you look at them after you're done it makes all the difference they kind of look at you like this thank you so much and uh, and uh, going from there <clears throat> and here's a, a tip it says good morning Merle Merry Christmas uh, I can't listen today because I'm wrapping gifts at the South Center for the Cystic Vibrosis Canada if anybody has a last-minute ripping, wrapping, ripping, wrapping, they don't have time for. They'll do it for a donation. So that's a great cause right there, and uh, it's always nice when you get them wrapped for you because some people do. Some people really like doing it, but I'm somewhat of a gift bag guy, and uh, and uh, it, but it is nice when you uh, can get them wrapped nicely. Um, I think people appreciate it. So you can go say hi to Kate. Um, they're down there wrapping gifts at South Center, and it goes to a good cause, again, to the cystic fibrosis as well. And and Brad sent in a thing. He was saying um, the mustard seed as well is always looking for, and I know they're always looking for a lot of the basics like socks and and simple things that that some of the people just don't have at this time of year. And uh, and so those kind of, sometimes your basics are, are sometimes the nice um, I was out shopping with my daughter, Jaden, yesterday, and she picked out her own socks because <laughs> she had no socks. She's been dipping into my drawer. So uh, <clears throat> we got her some socks, that, uh, but she's kind of picky, so I let her pick out, and then I went and bought them right after. So anyways, so she doesn't listen. She's still sleeping probably, so uh, she, she's going to be getting some socks. And I got this gorgeous picture of uh, a whiskey barrel, and the person had painted uh, fence posts into it along with their Christmas greens. And they did the snowman fence post, like the four by four post, painted it white, and then painted the snowman face and then put toques on it. That's a great winter display. And those are ones like that that you can do. And they're more than just Christmas. They're, they're good for the whole time of uh, through the winter season. I know my wife, Carolyn, she always wait, she switches from Christmas um, into our snowman season. So January, February tend to be snowmen in our house. So 
Um, it's always nice to have a little bit of something going on in there. So anyways, I just uh, coming up to the end of the show here. I just want to say thank you to everybody that listens, that calls in. Um, Mary, who calls in regularly, and obviously John. Um, we have a few people that call in regularly, and Pat, who sends me tantalizing pictures of bread and different things, and all the different people that phone in and uh, and share and that come into the store and uh, say hi to me. Um, they always hear my voice, and they say, oh, that must be Merle. So, and I, I love that. I love having fun. I love chatting with people about gardening. It's, it is my passion. And again, I'm very blessed to be able to do what I love doing and uh, and coming here on Sundays and uh, chatting with you folks and uh, coming up with some solutions in our garden and good ideas. I learn lots as well, um, so I totally enjoy it. So just want to say happy holidays to everybody and uh, Merry Christmas and all the best. And uh, until next time, well, that's it for Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.